Metamore Podcast Episode 108, the hosting order check it. Today is October 26, 2016. It's a freaking Wednesday. It's been a while. Let's kick it off with Hurricane, the track. I'm on to you. Yeah. Hurricane with I'm On To You from the album Over The Edge, released back in 1988. The guitarist Robert Sarzo, the brother of Rudy Sarzo from Whitesnake Dio Ozzy Osbourne, 
on bass, Tony Cavazzo, the brother of Carlos Cavazzo from A Quiet Riot, Rats, etc., etc., and the beautiful, beautiful singer Kelly Hansen now sings in Foreigner with Jeff Bilson on bass. Jeff Bilson from Dawkin. So let's talk Dawkin. Long story short, uh, so they did their whole thing in Japan. George Lynch just uh, released a statement on his Instagram account um, after the whole Japan tour ordeal, their classic lineup, right? So the classic lineup consists of Don Dawkins, Wild McBrown, Jeff Bilson, and George Lynch. The reason why it's the classic lineup and not the original is because Jeff Bilson was not the original bassist. Um, Juan Cruchet, that later moved on to Rat, was the original, so this is like the classic, but this is the this is basically docking, um, the docking that we grew up listening to or that we know of, right? So, so South Dakota is the place that they chose, um, a place called um, Badlands Pond Golden Jewelry. And the reason why they chose this venue was because they needed to rehearse uh, before they hit Japan. They did six huge shows in Japan. They got paid a lot of money, and it was the right place for them to kind of if anywhere, it was like, this is where we're going to make it right. Kind of like for the fans. Because it, it was kind of like Beatlemania for uh, Dawkins experienced that in Japan. A little bit in Europe, but like, it was nothing like the U.S., man. They, they were pretty big in the U.S., but nothing like Japan. Like, they, in Japan, they were friggin' idolized where you would land in a plane and the, the fans would be waiting for you. You go to your hotel, you look outside the window, and you have all these fans just like, like screaming at you like trying to hand you gifts um and stuff like that so so the bandlands man this place um they have like a multi-million dollar recording facility where they could really record high quality blu-ray like live um recordings so the way they had everything scheduled they were going to fly in a week in advance they would rehearse and on Thursday and Friday night, they would perform and they would record that. And hopefully they'll release that as a live um, recording on Blu-ray style DVD. After that, they flew into Japan and they played uh, six shows in Japan. And uh, now they're all back. And a little bit about South Dakota. There is no reason for me to go to South Dakota except for when when I first was informed that Dawkins was doing this one-off show in the United States. I'm like, I gotta go there. Flew in as I'm flying in. I'm looking. I'm looking outside the window, and I'm like, Well, where's the downtown area? You don't see the downtown area. That is how small um, this place called Sioux Falls, South Dakota, was. So I land. I turn on my Uber and I don't see any Ubers driving around. And I later found out that, well, they don't have Uber yet. So I took a cab, went to my motel. The hotel was about two, two and a half miles away from the venue. So I'm like, well, I don't want to call a cab and wait. So worst case scenario, I'm only here for two days. I could just walk, walk it right. So the first night, um, dress rehearsal was on Thursday. They played five five uh, tunes. It was freaking fantastic. And just the inner watching the inner. So the most interesting thing was the watching the watching George and 
dawn, right? Because, yeah, they don't get along, or that's what we are told, and that's what the docking thing was. Like, these guys hate each other, and that's what we're going to do. This is how we, as the management company back in the days, we're going to sell this band as they hate each other. And so for the fans to actually see... Or the fans as maybe a hunt maybe eighty plus individuals to watch them interact was something that was that was um I mean I mean I think that is why people from around the world uh, I met people from South Africa, um Ireland, um Australia and from everywhere from the United States flying in for this gig, man, that is they just wanted to see them kinda like getting along right this was a magical night and from that night um you know you see a bunch of fans and bunch of you know you meet a lot of people i don't know if i think majority of the people were maybe half and half half 50 percent of the people were local and the rest were from um from outside of seuss falls south dakota so what I'm trying to say is here. So I get out of the motel the next day, right? I'm walking towards the venue. And after about five minutes, I see a bunch of dudes like waving their hands and they're like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm heading over there. And they're like, hop on. So I get a ride. And from the venue area during the day, I'm like trying to like figure out where where um where I can kind of experience the place and I'm just like walking for about five minutes a car drives by and they're like a hey dude where are you headed to and I'm like I'm headed towards that direction because there's supposed to be this cool bar and they're like hop on we'll just drop you off and it was just like you don't experience this in in San Francisco and that that's where I live. And it's just like, I don't know if it's just the Dawkins fans that are just like here right now, or it's just, this is how it is outside of San Francisco, especially in a place like South Dakota, where you're just walking and people just flag you down. And I'm like, where are you headed to hop on? Um, so that was freaking amazing. Another another thing is at a bar at a diner, it doesn't matter. I'm like, once I got the bill, I'm looking at the check. I'm like, whoa, man, in San Francisco, it's you get taxed about 9.8% and you basically tip about 22 to 25% depending on the service. And when I got my bill, I'm like, wait, this isn't right. It doesn't look right. But I'm looking at the tax. I'm like, well, it's like three and a half percent. So I'm like, you know, this is, it's like a huge wake up call because when you're living in California, when you're living in San Francisco, it's, you just do it because you kind of have to, but the service friggin' sucks. South Dakota, Sioux Falls, the service is freaking amazing. And on top of that, they're like, well, the, I was dipping California, like doing the math in California style. And they're like looking at me like, um, 
do you want change? I'm like, no, this is like, this is for you. So just, just like the mentality there was so kind of crystal clear up here. Not like in the Bay Area where they expect you, they are entitled for, in, entitled to get their tip, like the 22, 25% tip without doing anything or without putting any effort. And it really showed how certain parts of the United States, man, it's freaking pure as hell, like the way they think. There's one last one, and this is, um, I had nothing left to say. So I was staying in my motel two nights. So what I do is if I'm staying, the first night I will, I will leave a tip, like a bigger tip than the second night, just because I want them, I don't want, like, man, I don't want people screwing around with my shit, right? So you hear a lot of stories where you, you know, you stay at a motel or a hotel and like you're missing something and you don't realize it until you get back home. So the first night, that's when you leave the tip. And since it was a motel, I was like, all right, I'm going to leave $8, all right? So I get up in the morning the first night, I leave $8, $8 bills, and I leave. I come back that day and there's $6 left. So the housekeeper took $2 and left $6. Yeah. Um, it makes you think. I don't know if it was just that person or I don't know if, the, if, if that is how it is. But um, it was... Uh, it was a culture shock to me, at least living in San Francisco, because that, that would never happen. I know it won't happen or it would never happen. So South Dakota, Sioux Falls, the hospitality and the people there, it really made me, uh, realize how beautiful the United States was compared to where I'm used to living in in San Francisco. The mentality is so different over there. It's a different world, man. So that is all I have to say about uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And uh, got off on a tangent, but uh, yeah, whatever. So come by Chin Chin Chai, oh, bye. <clears throat> real quick sip. So the first, so the first dress rehearsal night, uh, they play five tunes. I put up uh, so on uh, my Instagram, uh, Facebook, everything is metal moment. And I took all the pictures over there, all the um, all the information is up there. So I'm not going to regurgitate, but so Thursday was great. So Friday night, the main show, uh, the set list and everything I uploaded on Instagram as well. But there's two things that occurred, and the two, the two things that, like, I was, that I, I think, I guess it made, it was all worth the whole thing. Like, not just watching them perform their classic uh, tunes, but, um, so they go into Unchained the Night. But how they got into it is where George started playing Heaven Sent. And then all of a sudden, Mick Brown looks at him, and then Don looks at him, and then 
Jeff Wilson, he's a freaking pro, man. He looks at him, he runs over to him, kind of. And he's kind of like behind him. And he's like now playing his guitar over his shoulders. And he's showing him the chords to Unchain the Night. And George is like, for a split second, it was almost like he had this brain freeze thing going on. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, Unchain the Night. And then he just kind of shrugs it off. They all laugh and they go straight in on Chain the Night. But the whole interaction with the band there, with especially Dawn, the way, the way Dawn was, um, the way he was looking at George, it was all fun and games, man. It was like them having a good time. So there was no, nothing that was very, um, everything was so positive about that. So that was that. And then while they were recording, because this show, they're recording on the uh, the uh, DVD live release. Um, everything has to be pretty, pretty perfected, right? As far as the recording goes. So George goes into Mr. Scary. And Mr. Scary is his baby, right? So after about a minute, okay, it's just completely like he's not hearing the drums or basically George is completely off. Okay. So then Jeff Bilson, he stops everything and he goes, we got to redo this again. And since we're recording today, okay, with the magic of editing, we are just, you guys, the fans are going to be able to hear this for two, for the second time. So let's just pretend that we're starting off this fresh. And George is kind of still looking around like, wait, was I off or were you off? I don't know. So they get into Mr. Scary the second time. Two minutes into it, they're completely off again. Okay, George is completely off. Jeff Bilson gets on the mic and he goes, we're going to do it again. This is the power of editing. And George is still kind of confused, like, are we off? Am I off? The third time around, well, before the third time, he switches his guitar. He was using this ash body uh, maple neck with a rosewood, Charvel looking guitar that he's been using lately. And he switches from that to his good old Tiger. Right. So now he has his Tiger and he's kind of like, all right, he has this look like friggin' like pretty pretty he's he's stressed okay because mr scary is his baby the third time they nail it as if nothing happened don dawkin comes out and he just grabs george and kind of whispers something in his ear george smiles don dawkin smiles and that that moment um so I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, Instagram, uh, everything is metal one, but, um, I, I basically was like, man, I need to capture all these, like, I don't care about their performance per se, as far as images go, but I got, I got to take this moment with Dawn and George. So I took a lot of pictures of them together. Um, and so if you want to check it out, it's there, but it's just, I don't know the last time or I don't know if I've ever seen George and Dawn in that kind of intimate situation where they're both happy, right? 
So that was the highlight. Um, so that was a highlight for me at least. And, uh, now that they are done with the shows in Japan, um, everything is up on YouTube. It looks like everybody was going through, um, I know, I know George had a cold, Dawn had a cold and, uh, but that being said, going into this, Dawn said that this is it. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's not about the money. Dawn's like, you know, we're just going to do this for Japan. But afterwards, we're getting a lot of people calling in from Europe to do shows. But like, this is it. No more. No moss. I have my Dawkin. I have my version of Dawkin. Uh, the, this, the Dawkin, the classic members, this is it. So I don't know, um, I guess, if Dawn changed his mind after this experience. But uh, we will have to see. And that being said, George just released, um, or he just, I don't know if it's a, it's, I guess, is this how people release official statements nowadays? But George uses Instagram a lot. So he basically wrote on um, some text and he took a picture or took a snapshot in his phone and he sent it out to the world. So this is what George says. And after this, I'm like, well, I guess Don did not change his mind. He's like, well, this is it for this version of Dawkin. So <clears throat> this was posted October 24th. 2016 7:24 p.m. from George Lynch's uh, account on Instagram. He posted it on Facebook as well, but All right, so let me <clears throat> let me take a real quick sip before I read this. All right, here we go. Thank you to everybody who came out and to those who were unable to attend but still showed support for the Seven Docking shows. I know it meant a lot to the fans and to the four of us to reunite even for this limited number of shows and just to avoid any confusion going forward at this time there are no concrete plans for any future dock and reunion shows jeff and myself will not be a part of the upcoming dock and shows until further notice thanks again to everyone keep an eye out for the live DVD in 2016, signed George. So Mick Brown, um, he's no longer playing drums for Uncle Ted, Ted Nugent. So he's a permanent, permanent member of the current uh, lineup of Dawkins with, with Dawn. So, according to this, seems like they had a good time. They got along. But it wasn't enough for Dawn to say, look, man, let's take this to the world. Take this classic lineup to the world and tour. Um, so that is what I gather from what George wrote today or yesterday or on the 24th. It does and work depending on when you're listening to this. But, uh... <clears throat> That is my quick wrap up of uh, my my experience with the people of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The dress rehearsal, the show, the only show, maybe, maybe the last show. 
with the classic lineup docking in South Dakota. So, thank you for tuning in. I'm going to keep it short today. Just because I don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's been a while. So, But before I end, for the Patreon uh, donors of the Metal Woman Podcast, Hiroshi Tanida-san and Chris Hayes-san, there's a couple ways to donate to this show. You can just go to metalmoment.com. There is a PayPal link. Click on that. You could donate. Or if you want to become a member um, in a way, you just go to metalmoment.com forward slash member. And it'll take you to a site. It'll show you all these different, I don't know, levels or whatever. But So Hiroshi san Chris Hayes-san. This is for you. If I can remember. If you are at Starbucks Latte. If you are at a bar. You are not listening to me right now. Because you're checking out the chick that is sitting beside you. However, that chick that is sitting beside you is checking out the dude that is sitting across from you. So you are not going to get lucky tonight. If you are on the train, the next stop is uh, Harajuku. Don't miss your stop. However, if you are listening through your iPhone, Android device, your iPad, your not-so-sexy Apple Watch, you are at a good, safe place. Come by chin chin chayo oppai. Alright, so thank you for tuning in. Metalmoment.com is where I live. Twitter is twitter.com forward slash metalmoment. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash metalmoment. Instagram is where I post a bunch of pictures of food. Metal related, guitar related, Charvel related etc etc instagram.com forward slash metal moment email is metal moment at gmail.com um the best way to leave a voice message is i guess to record your voice on your smartphone and email it to metal moment at gmail.com instead of calling 707-78 metal that's one 707-786-3825 and uh, you can also leave your sexy ass voice message there and I will play it on the show. All right, so completely Adolibu style today. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I uh, thought that after a, um, a month's worth of Dawkinism, so everything started in September and uh, late September, right? September 29, September 30, then they flew to Japan. Did six shows in Japan. They're all back in the U.S. now. Doing their own thing. So I guess it's a good way to close off this whole Dawkins. Uh, for the Dawkins fans, man. It was a friggin' super exciting month, man. On YouTube, every day people posted their experience at the venues. So Thank you for tuning in. We'll do it again. Host Hinoara Chiaki Deshita Tamashi no Network Office Hinoara MetalMoment.com. We'll do it again next time. Kanpai Chin Chin Jaya Oppai. We'll talk Metallica next time. Yeah. Alright, outs. <laughs>